Welcome to Direct Impact, where we discuss the various ways our mental health and quality of life intersect. I'm your host, Andrea Epstein, licensed professional counselor, master's addictions counselor, and certified sex therapist. Think of our time together as focused self-reflection mixed with insight, passion, and empowerment. Now, take a deep breath. Now let's dive in and see what impacts you today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Andrea Epteen and Gregory Martin with the Direct Impact Podcast. And today we're having one of our candid conversations. So for today, I kind of wanted to bring it back to a lot of early recovery experience in sex addiction and the umbrella that that is. And you said a quote to me, and I want you to just take this quote and run with it, but it really, really does live rent-free in my head. And I've said it to so many of the people I work with is so important is becoming comfortable with discomfort. And that is when I now see how true that is in early withdrawal, when nothing feels good, the world feels black and white, anxiety is dialed up to 11, everything feels stressful, you can't get into anything, but becoming comfortable or just okay with that discomfort. Mm. Yeah, that's a really... I'm glad you brought this up as a topic. Um, you know, I love the way that you surprise me with things. It gets me my wheels turning. So what comes up for me is how important it is to feel that dis-ease, that tension, that resistance, that discomfort and emotions are very uncomfortable for the, you know, addict and early recovery, be it from sexual compulsivity or any type of addictive disease, very uncomfortable. They're not used to sitting in feelings. They're not used to sitting in emotion. Mm -hmm. And it's because they've been numbed. Okay. And so like they have been living in their head. They've not been living in their heart. They've not been living in their body. They've not, they're not comfortable with emotion. And so it is their immediate reaction to feel um, fearful of feelings and then Mm -hmm. want to know that. Yeah. So one of the things I find myself running to in the counseling room is when they think or blame themselves. Mm -hmm. I'm the one that the world is feeling this way. I'm doing something wrong. Something just doesn't feel right rather than saying, oh, wait, this is withdrawal right now. Right. Right. And I think that's where we come in Mm -hmm. as clinicians is to say, you're right where you're supposed to be today. You know, when was the last time you used? When was the last time you acted out? When was the last time you looked at pornography? When was the last time, you know, you were using euphoric recall to masturbate? You know, look at that Mm -hmm. and then hold that space for them that says, yeah, your brain chemistry is right here today mm-hmm. and you are going to feel dis-ease and tension and fear and discomfort and just giving them permission to sit in that space with you and 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 know that if they're in recovery that is exactly how they're supposed to feel today because they've been abusing their brain for so long just looking at the daunting challenge itself of you're just trying to enjoy the things that you used to enjoy but nothing's gripping Mm-hmm. The, the how much discomfort and anxiety and frustration that produces when I just want to do something, but even when the things I know that are more healthy for me just don't grab me. Mm-hmm. Not yet, though. It's the reframing to not yet. You yes, can. 
Yes. Yeah. And again, it's holding that space that's like your brain is so addicted to the dopamine that you get from novelty, the dopamine that you get from more, right? Yeah. What do addicts do? Addicts do more (laughs) and they continue to do more until they wreck and blow up their life. I want to actually talk about chasing that novelty and dopamine. So when you are in early recovery and you are in that early withdrawal phase and nothing's feeling good, what do you feel about reels, shorts, Mm -hmm. Instagram shorts on having a new video, a new video, a new video, even if sometimes triggering things may come up during that and the opportunity to have triggering things as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would challenge somebody, you know, if they're in, especially if they're in early recovery from pornography addiction, Mm -hmm. I mean, specifically pornography or gaming or something of that nature. Mm -hmm. um, I would really have to challenge them because the act of doing that at all is triggering. Mm -hmm. I mean, they are chasing novelty. They are getting dopamine. They are, you know, fueling the same networks or at least very closely connected networks in their brain. So they are are participating in a middle circle behavior for sure, which means they're on a slippery slope to engaging in pornography or re-engaging in an unwanted behavior. So I would have to challenge them and say, um, you know, are you interested in recovery or not? Because you're working really hard on a relapse. All right. I want to tell you about Brain FM. Some days our focus is stretched thin. Different sources of stimulation regularly wear on our attention. Working from home can obviously exacerbate these issues. At best, curated playlists can be a crapshoot. Whether they'll actually push you to be more productive, who knows? This is why we use Brain FM. These guys have neural phase locking audio technology and fire soundtracks that shift your neurons into focus mode. Visit brainfm.com. That's www.brainfm.com. Use the promo code Direct Impact for great discounts. That's Direct Impact with no spaces. Now, visit the link in our show notes. All right, so hot take. I'm not going to say necessarily it's 100% your clinical opinion, but do you think scrolling in general, be it through shorts or even through Instagram or various Reddits with the kind of new content, the new different hit, different story, different picture, different subject, it's, do you think that's beneficial? Beneficial? No, I think it's dangerous. Dangerous, okay. Yeah. I mean, it is engaging the network that you are trying to heal mm-hmm. and or at least give it space and time. And you're trying to create new neuro networks uh, with more positive, you know, and life giving behaviors. Mm-hmm. And that's not happening because you're engaging, you know, the network that leads to relapse. Yeah. So again, like, you know, I always say like you're, you're working on a relapse or you're working on your recovery. And to me, that's working hard on a relapse, uh, probably multiple hours a day. But I like your word yet, um, because I know that clients get very overwhelmed with, you know, when we, you know, put something in like an inner circle or a middle circle, you know, it's, you can't engage those things yet. Some of them you will be able to engage in the future. But when you're talking about early recovery, your first 12 months of abstinence, it's a hard no. It's a hard no. It's, you know inner circle stuff that might move out to a middle circle. So it's like, you can't engage with it at all now. Later, you will have to have boundaries with it, but it will never be a healthy or wise or beneficial act. I find in general, unplugging is scary for certain people. Mm. Oh yeah, because guess what? 
emotion bubbles to the surface. And that's foreign. And that's scary. And it creates a trigger to numb. You know, so it it is. And, and to some degree, you know, I think clients are right to be a little, you know, leery of emotions because emotions for them in the past means a trigger to act out. Mm -hmm. And so it's learning through the process of therapy, through the process of recovery to sit in and experience, you know, emotions. It only feels so hypersensitive for now because they're foreign. (laughs) Eventually, you know, you're going to really lean on those emotions to communicate to others, to rebuild relationships, to, you know, notice that you have needs and express needs. And so that's the process. Thank you very much for talking to me about this today. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks for asking. Does anyone else feel like they just earned an extra brain wrinkle? Do you feel like that went by way too fast and just cannot wait till the next episode? Then leave a review and share this episode with a friend, a loved one, a coworker, or whomever, because your valued feedback makes a direct impact. Thank you for dropping in. Snaps to you, because you have made a direct impact by listening to this podcast. Make sure to follow us on social media and stay tuned every week for a new episode of Direct Impact with Andrea Epstein. Here is our disclaimer and legal language. Yes, I'm a psychotherapist, but guess what? I'm not your psychotherapist, and I need to be clear that this podcast is solely for enhancement, education, and entertainment purposes only. It is in absolutely no way a replacement for professional counseling services. If you feel like you need additional support, we strongly encourage you to seek that out today.